is the Wrestling Society Podcast. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? now entering into the world of wrestling what is going on everybody brady owens here and you are listening to the wrestling society podcast and with me today i want to introduce my tag team partners first y'all know him y'all love him he is the man of a thousand words he is a secret ninja assassin Shh, that's a secret he is the one and the only mother Clayton. And joining us as the third member of the broadcast team, he is the wise man. He once defeated Bigfoot in a match with an unbelievable pinning combination. I know that because I was there. I was the forest referee. He comes straight from a bear cave nearby. He is the man, the legend, the beast. He is what is going on guys i am stoked to be back on the podcast i know it was just a week ago that we did our last one where we had the interview with the uh, chops trading cards mario duvall um and that was a very popular one very exciting our very first interview so if y'all missed it make sure to go back and listen uh but it's still it just feels like each week that goes on, it feels like it's been forever since I've been on here just because I enjoy, you know, uh, hopping on so much. And um, <clears throat> also got some big news for the longtime listeners. We actually have our boy Tevin back. So major shout out to Tevin. However, he's not with us today. A little bit of technical difficulties. So that's just going to build the anticipation for the next episode. So y'all make sure y'all are staying tuned to hear Tevin back here and all the uh, the fun and exciting and even controversial takes that he has. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so real quick, I want to give a shout out, of course, to our sponsors, WrestleCult.net. Um, that's where you can find all your wrestling rumors, uh, awesome wrestling articles and wrestling news. And there's been a lot of news lately. Um, so if you f- have a fear that you maybe missed something in the wrestling world, cause you probably have with so much going on, go check it out at wrestlecult.net. Um, also, like I said, chops trading cards. Um, there are newer sponsor and they're actually going to be the main sponsor for our 2k promotion. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, go check out chops trading cards. You can follow them on social media, um, they specialize in independent pro wrestling trading cards. So it's not like your, you know, WWE and AEW and your main, you know, companies. It's uh, independent pro wrestlers. Um, and they also do trading cards for other sports as well. But one of the cool things with them is you can actually buy a trading card with yourself on there. Um, and one of the things that I'm excited about is our 2K roster Everybody on our 2K roster is going to be getting a trading card with themselves on there, their characters. Uh, So definitely go follow them and, uh, you know, buy some trading cards from them. Um, Real quick, before we get started, I want to give a quick update about our 2K promotion. 
Um, if you heard last week, we uh, have a, a 2K wrestling promotion and our first pay-per-view is going to be called Fight for All. Very excited about that. That's coming together amazingly. Um, and we announced that our weekly our weekly episodic show is going to be called WSN Proving Ground. And here's a little update that will air every Thursday night, every week, Thursday night, uh, leading up to every month's pay-per-view. So very excited about that. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, um, <clears throat> so yeah, so there's so much to talk about today. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff has happened. Um, we're not doing a special episode like we've done the past few episodes. I think the past like three episodes, really, because we wanted to get away mm -hmm. from the CM Punk drama and <laughs> all that. So we're like, dude, let's just leave the wrestling news alone for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but we're coming back to it because there's actually a lot of really cool news. Uh, our boy Kuya Clayton has the list of everything that's kind of, you know, big news in the wrestling world. So I'm going to let him take it from here and we'll discuss whatever he has on the list. Well, I mean, you know, since you're bringing it up and we were going to start with something else, but since you're bringing it up, let's go ahead and get it out of the way. Um, like Bear said a little bit ago, um, eight, let's go ahead and talk about AEW possibly buying out Punk's contract and getting him out of there. What do y'all think about that? Bear, I'll let you start off on this one. Well, I think... Um... For a couple of reasons, I think it will be probably best for them and Punk to separate. Um, the last few incidents with Punk, he's been like overly negative. And maybe now, because honestly, I thought it was just character work that he was doing. Yeah, definitely. And, but when you continuously coming up with some something with with your main staff, the EPs, and you're just negative and don't know how to have a conversation and separate the two, it doesn't look good for your company. And let's be realistic. He's been two-time champs and he's been two-time problem. His body can't hang. He gets hurt. Hell, he gets hurt getting into the ring. So I, I understand why they would. And I think it's just best to move on and say, hey, that experiment didn't work. Let's go to our next thing. Yeah, no, that's a good take. Um, and uh, I mean, y'all know, y'all know how big of a, CM Punk fan that I've been. Um, I mean, he's one of the ones who really hooked me on as a major long-term fan. However, uh, yeah, very disappointed. Um, and you know, like when your parents, when they get mad at you and they yell at you <laughs> versus when they say, man, I'm just disappointed how that just seems to hurt more, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause you feel like you let them down and, yeah. um, you know, you, and that's the thing is like punk needs to have the mindset of I'm doing this for the fans, not for me. Um, and you know, it's very unfortunate that he comes back after seven years, has such a, you know, 
big celebration. CM Punk is back. He's here to actually wrestle. He's putting on these great matches, you know, once a week and at pay-per-views and he finally won the world championship and then he just crapped all over it. And, and um, when he did that, he crapped all over AEW literally. And by doing that, he crapped all over the fans that been begging, you know, the one guy who cried when he mm-hmm. returned, he crapped on him. And it's uh, like, yeah, I don't feel sorry for it. I don't feel bad about it. And guess what? Since Punk left, the ratings have actually been better and stayed better, which is crazy, but it's true. So, yeah, I think it makes the decision of Tony Khan on whether or not he should just go ahead and buy out the contract. It makes it a lot easier when he realizes that we've been doing better without him than we did with him. Um, Now, um, I also know there's a rumor like the reason they're delaying it is because of the uh, certain no compete clause that they're worried he will go and wrestle for WWE, which, you know, thinking about that, you're like, there's no way that's not ever going to happen. And, but at the same time, you know, there's more of a possibility now that triple H is over it. And, and there's more uh, creative control uh, freedom for the talent Um So, yeah, it's a bigger chance. However, I don't think, especially with everything, like Triple H just now getting the keys to the kingdom, I don't think he's going to take on such a high liability as CM Punk. Um, What do you all think? Well, I was going to say, we're as much as us wrestling fans love different things and would love to have the dream matches and stuff, in the end, it's a business. And I look at it as if the ball's in Triple H court, does it make, I hate to use this phrase, is it good for business? And really, two things. One, you get to stick it to your competition to bring in the star they raved about, then had problems, and you can bring them in, bring them back home, and be able to do something with them, that's a good shot. It's something you, even if you plant, give it six months, a year, don't have to be a long contract, doesn't even have to put anything major, just to take a shot at your competition and bring them down, it may be worth it. And two, Triple H, is able to realize what's good for business and get over things. Vince McMahon had problems with a lot of different wrestlers. Eventually, he got over it or did what he thought was best for the business. Well, he got older, and he. my point is Triple H, because Triple H and Punk have, have attention, he could put that aside and do what's best for business if that's an insult. And it's a win-win. You don't have to pay him much because Punk is may, I should say, may or may not feel some kind of way of how he he's portraying how he got done. So you just never know. Plus, I wanted to say something about you were talking about Punk and coming back and everything. That's not the same Punk that left. Hawk has gotten a big head about himself and think he's so because I heard him say that the younger guys won't listen to him. He knows everything. 
Right. But you hadn't been there for seven years. You hadn't been in the trenches. So how do you know what's going on today versus your time? It's not the same. But I digress. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that's a good point, too. And yeah, he did say that. And yeah, I do feel a sense of bitterness. Um, however, you know, like because he felt that way about the Bucks and Hangman and stuff. But it's like those people, look what they've done. Look what they've accomplished. So they're doing something right. <laughs> you know, they don't. So there's places where it's like you could give criticism, but if they're not willing to take it, you can't get pissed off. You can't get mad. You can't, if, they, if you feel like they're going to fail or they're not going to make a, be a draw, let them do it. You know, so what? That's not your, you know, uh, Tony Khan didn't bring you on to be, you know, a head of uh, talent in the back. Like that wasn't your job. Your job's to come in and put on great storylines, great matches, um, and just have a, you know, triumphant return uh, to wrestling, which is what everybody wanted to see. Nobody wanted to see the politicking backstage or the, you know, uh, shooting, uh, firing shots towards other talent. Nobody wanted to see that. Nobody cares about that. Um, you know, this is, it's, it's wrestling and people wanted to see you wrestle. Um, <clears throat> and then, like you said about how you would, if you were Triple H, you know, you would, you would take the opportunity to bring Punk in to kind of shoot you know, fire shots towards AEW and kind of laugh at their face. However, um, I get that if WWE was hurting, but they're better than they've ever been right now. So they don't, in my opinion, they don't need it. They don't need Punk. Um, and honestly, Punk would be lucky if Impact Wrestling offered him a, <laughs> a deal. Because, I mean, it, it, like, you look at how he left WWE and then how he left AEW. Tell me that he's not a liability. Like, tell me that he, and I love, this is from one of Punk's biggest fans too, mind you. So like, this is, I mean it when I say it. it's like, I hate that Punk left that way. I was really enjoying what he was doing and, and he was starting to kind of get things underneath his feet and started going. And then when I heard that, you know, a uh, whole media scrum, I was just like, oh, you know, F you bro. <laughs> like, this, like, screw you. Like, I, that, that's not the punk that I like, and, and it's not a, you know, like a, we always bring up, you know, uh, from Bischoff, controversy creates cash. I'm not going to pay to see this. I'm not going to pay to see punk tear, tear down the company that I love, right. you know, um, that's not the kind of controversy that makes cash. Um, but I mean, yeah, I don't think he's going to WWE. I, uh, I would be shocked if he ever steps foot in a wrestling ring again. Um, but I mean, who knows? Time's going to tell with that. Uh, Clayton, do you have any takes on it? I mean, in my opinion, the sooner he's out of a wrestling ring, the better at this <laughs> point, just because like you said, he's a liability. It's yeah. just, I'm mean, and at this point in time, there's so much talent out there. Like yeah. they, he, he's not needed. He's really not. Like I could see, you know, a decade ago. Yeah, absolutely. There was a time that he was needed and what he was providing and the things that he was doing was absolutely needed. But at this point in wrestling history and wrestling timeline, he's not needed. And uh, I, I feel like that's a little bit hard for him to accept, but it is what it is. And yeah. I just, in my opinion, the sooner, you know, he moves on, the sooner people move on from him, the sooner wrestling companies move on from him, the better. Just move on to the future, 
produce the stars. You know, honestly, I'd rather see Austin Theory in WrestleMania main event than CM Punk. You know, oh, yeah. like I like you know, and it's like just that. But yeah, that's 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 all I really have to say. Just the sooner he kind of gets, we kind of get through this, the better. I agree. I think the only reason Triple H would bring him on uh, WWE is to do what he did to all those WCW guys and bury. <laughs> but, uh, At this point, it's just yeah, I don't even think that's worth it to him. No, like he's done it. Like Triple H is. And like the whole with uh, bringing up the comment of, you know, like kind of just rubbing it into AW or the competition or whatever, you know, I feel like aside from, you know, like I know on Tuesday or whatever, you know, WWE, I guess, kind of openly stated they want to win the Tuesday night rating last week right. or whatever. But I also kind of feel like Triple H has a more of a mindset and space of, you know, welcoming the competition and welcoming more mm-hmm. companies and things like that to compete against because he just wants what's best for wrestling as opposed to just where you know Vince McMahon just wanted to just dominate and just yeah. own it all and just be it all whatever so it's like I feel like there's a different vibe to it for sure right now I hear that and you could definitely tell by watching NXT yeah that they're uh, working on building the future and not yeah, yeah. you know relying on the past which is what we've been craving for you know, while Vince has been in control is less Goldberg, less Brock. Right. And, uh, and even with Brock, it, it, it was never really less Brock Lesnar. It was less Brock Lesnar for the championship. Exactly. Like, I'm so yeah. happy we're getting Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. I this is the first time I've excited. wanted to see Brock Lesnar. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and I know that's off topic and we're going through, let's try <laughs> to stick it to the list. Uh, so uh, anybody else have anything left to say about the punk? Well, the last the last thing I would say about that is um, this is or well, is partially the WWE's fault, and I and the reason I say that is because the all these years, every time they felt like they needed a draw, they would go back to the old faithfuls mm-hmm. instead of building the young talent that was there and putting in the work. And you end up building egos and making people feel like they're on top and you can't tell them anything, which, again, I don't know CM Punk. I don't know his mentality, but that's what it comes off to me. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I know this. I, I sold out. The garden. I wrestled John Cena. Well, that was then. What have you did for me now? What are you doing for me now? Right. Let, let's. I respect you, but don't have your respect to rub in my face to tell me what I what I need to do or what I don't do. You had a path. Follow your path. If I choose to listen and take your advice, that's me. If I don't. I'm going my way. And just because I choose not to listen to you and I'm not being disrespectful and you think you can talk to me any kind of way. You know, they've been media scrum too. I just give <laughs> Hangman a lot of props for not being the first one to punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> that's something too. And that was one of his biggest beasts with Hangman was, you know, he tried to give Hangman advice or something along the line. Somebody tried to give Hangman advice and he didn't take it. And it pissed punk off but my thought is if you been away from this business for seven years and you did nothing but talk trash about it that entire seven years mm-hmm. hell i'm not gonna take advice from you either 
Right. I mean, plain and simple. I wouldn't, and it's not that I don't love Punk or that I don't, you know, like what he did, but it's like, I just, all due respect, you know, I don't care what you have to say because everything you said for the past seven years when the fans have been craving to see you, you basically gave them the middle finger and said wrestling's stupid. Like, that's, that's, uh, hey, you got to pay me. Yeah. And where's the money at before I come back? And, and if I'm, you know, if I'm hangman and, uh, somebody comes in after being gone for seven years talking trash about the business and all of a sudden they're getting paid more than I am, I'd be pretty pissed off too. And, and it, it's definitely justified in my opinion. Mm. Um, but anyways, let's get off the punk train because yeah. <laughs> that's why we stopped talking wrestling news. Uh, <laughs> two episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. well, speaking we'll of uh, hangman, let's go ahead and transition and talk about uh, what happened to hangman on dynamite. Oh, yeah. Um, that with that clothesline that he took and uh, landed on his head like that. I mean, um, anytime I see somebody's whole body lock up like that, I immediately go to worst case scenario in my mind. And I think, you know, Christopher Reeves, you know, paralyzed neck down mm. and uh, it, it hurts my heart. It hurts my heart, my soul. Like I can't sleep. Um, I mean, it really bothers me. Um, and one of the things that, and it turns for all the people listening, it turns out it was a concussion. Um, and your first thought is like, okay, that's better than what everybody kind of feared. But at the same time, um, there's a lot of people going on. I think Thunder Rosa pointed it out on busted open saying like people are going on saying, Oh, it's just a concussion. It's just a concussion. It's like, if a concussion's that severe that you can't walk out on your own two feet, it's right. not just a concussion. There's people who can never wrestle again because of a severe concussion. Um, I Our prayers are definitely going out to Hangman Page to make a full recovery. I think he will. But you can't have that mindset of, oh, it's just a concussion. I mean, yes, be relieved that he's going to be able to walk again. Be relieved that he's not um, – he's not suffering a broken neck that's going to keep him out. But at the same time, don't, you know, uh, don't, um, what's the word? Don't uh, act like it's not severe still. Right. Um, still be praying for the dude, still be hoping because this is his livelihood. I mean, he's the, if, if y'all remember, he's actually the one who was the very first one ever to announce AEW. Um, and the, the, um, being the elite, uh, episode where they were showing, you know, double or nothing. And then his phone says something different and it was AEW. Like, hmm. in my opinion, he's the one who was the very first one ever to say AEW is happening. Hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's very scary. And I really hope he comes back. I think he will, but that's kind of my positive thinking and, you know, trying to think it into reality and, you know, he's going to be okay. But um, one example, Adam Cole, we haven't seen him since, um, forbidden door and that was a concussion mm-hmm. you know so it's it's still severe very scary um i am happy that he is going to be able to walk again um i'm just praying for more but yeah it was scary bro what did y'all think watching it live um when i saw it live the first thing i thought like oh my god he broke his neck yeah the way he landed and the way he didn't move, I was like, oh, my God, I think he broke his neck. And give pro- and 
we definitely don't do this enough. Give props to AEW for a couple of things. They immediately stopped the match. The referee mm. knew something was wrong. They immediately stopped the match. The doctor who sits at ringside, by the way, immediately was in the ring. Yeah. The ref yeah. immediately told John Moxley that was it. Do not, he's hurt for real. Do not touch him. They took the camera off of him, which a lot, of, mm -hmm. not just wrestling, sports in general, right. will show uh, injury a thousand times. Close up, too. Yeah. Exactly. So give them props. Give props to the announcers. You, they, they saw it was serious. They tried to transition, and I want to give Taz real props because you could tell how His concerned concern. he was. Yeah, he almost broke down. Yeah, and kept monitoring because that's how his career ended. So mm. he really was concerned. So that is one thing I wanted to say first. The second thing. Um, I was so disappointed, annoyed, and pissed off from all the different comments I saw about people talking about, ah, he came and take a clothesline. Oh, yeah, wow. it, 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 it's just a concussion, and hmm. this and that. Jim Cornette's really going to rip into him because that simple move like that, then he can't be a real wrestler. People. Again, this is real life. Mm. This is those gentlemen and ladies putting their well-being on the line. Accidents happen. Things, no matter how much you prepare for them, practice, whatever, there are going to be accidents. Please be respectful and be thankful that that man had a concussion they took it seriously and that he is hopefully will be okay soon again we we have to stop being wrestling fans and be wrestling humans care again i, I have a lot of wrestlers i don't like but i would never wish harm to them just because I don't like somebody as a character or whatever, I don't like Hulk Hogan. Lord knows I wish no ill wills to Hulk Hogan. And again, for me and my part of this, and this is the last time I'm really going to speak on it, if you can't have some uh, compassion Stop watching. Stop. Yeah. Because if you're rooting for somebody to legitimately get hurt or lose their lives or can't take care of their family, you don't deserve to be a fan. That uh, really good takes. I mean, yeah, if you if your reaction wasn't your heart dropping, you know, into your stomach and being mm -hmm. concerned and worried and oh my gosh, is this real? Then you need to look in the mirror and you know see, uh, you know what's wrong with you? Like why, like, and like bear said, it's um, understand that it is wrestling. It, it, it's not a hundred percent real, but incidences do happen. And sometimes they can be severe, sometimes not so severe, but anytime something happens, you shouldn't have the mindset of, you know, 
wow, I hope he doesn't wrestle again, or I hope he doesn't like that's just cold. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, off that negative point, major shout out and congratulations, or not congratulations, of course. It's never something they want to be, you know, the referee and doctor, they never want to be in that situation. Right. Um, I didn't mean to say congratulations, but um definitely a shout out to them. Um, it's a very big decision for the referee to have to call a main event early. Um, right. you know, and he could a lot of referees could just go to Moxley and say, Hey, he's really injured, and it he didn't want to move him. He didn't want so Doc Sampson or wait, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Doc Sampson. Yeah, Doc Sampson. Um, make sure I get that right. And the referee was um who was the ref? Do you, do we remember? I uh, can't remember <clears throat> his name. Um, um yeah, definitely shout out to them for handling it the way they did. Um if if I was hangman, I, I'm definitely incredibly grateful for how I was handled in that situation. Um and I'm not dogging on WWE. There's a lot of times they didn't know, but there was times where Brian Danielson was having, you know, seizures ringside and they still had him finish the match. Um, like it, it's definitely needs to be pointed out, you know, good job, good job, ref, good job, Samson way to take care of your talent. Um, and, and also good job Moxley and good job um, MJF for not losing themselves for not, you know, uh, for taking away from the severe situation mm-hmm. and kind of keeping people's mind away from the, the, you know, being scared of what's happening. Um, very, another major shout out to them and William Regal being a part of that as well, like that, they handle that perfectly um, to the point to where I kind of question, you know, like maybe it is all set <laughs> maybe, uh, which is good because if they're able to take something like that and kind of get you thinking, maybe it is set up. But then of course, when you watch it back, you know, there's no way he's hurt. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Taz, uh, they were asking Taz questions. And when it showed the booth, I mean, he wasn't looking at the monitor because they weren't showing hangman on the monitor. He was looking down at the ring. Um, when you have somebody who's doing commentary and I had to tell my wife uh, watching, uh, we were watching the Owen Hart um the Owen Hart uh, dark side of the ring episode. And I had to explain to her that the commentary team, they travel with these wrestlers. They talk to these wrestlers. These wrestlers talk to them to tell them how to tell the story. Like these guys are friends. Um, And there is a quite a few people who don't realize that commentary and the wrestlers are just as close as wrestlers and wrestlers. Um, So seeing the concern from somebody like a commentary, you know, very makes it real to you. Um, And, And, you uh, know, Taz being a former wrestler too, you know, and like, I mean, like Bear said, you know, that's pretty much how he had to have his career cut, you know? And it's like, I mean, I'm sure he's taken time with a lot of these guys to like put work in with them and training them and stuff. I mean, in some of the tough enough episodes, you know, you see him there being a trainer and stuff. So it's like, he puts time into the future of wrestling. So it's like, you see that for sure. Yeah. And not to mention his son's doing it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, as a father, it does make you think like it brings the reality of the accidents do happen. Right. Um, And it's scary no matter who it is. Um, And I want to give a shout out to 
uh, Excalibur for really trying to trying his best to, you know, control the situation and and not create fear and having to go, you know, to, he had to do the rundown for rampage out of nowhere. And, you know, uh, so shout out to him, shout out to everybody. I, I don't think there was one person who did something wrong. Um, that entire incident. Um, and, and the people who are hating on Moxley for hitting Larry, it's wrestling. Things happen. Two guys can hit a move perfectly and your body just lands the wrong way. Gravity. Yeah. It exists. It's not always, it's, it's a very unpredictable. Um, just, so, and then just, and what you saying that Heyman just did a, a flip off uh, from the uh, balcony onto mm-hmm. And it went and look and thank God that was fine. So he just did that and a clothesline took uh gave him the concussion. So you again, you never know. It, that's why they tell you, and this is not to be done at home. This needs to be done by professionals. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Um yeah, so if you're listening, um, <clears throat> we're telling you don't try this unless you've had proper training for it because these accidents happen by professionals, and I promise you they happen by people who think they can do it. And uh, mm-hmm. I'll be the first one to tell you to say I thought I knew how to wrestle until I went and trained to be a wrestler, and I realized I knew nothing about what it actually takes. Um so yeah, it, you know, don't have the mindset of I'm untouchable, I'm invincible cuz you know, anything can happen at any move any moment with the easiest move and uh but yeah, everybody did what they're supposed to. Hangman had an unfortunate landing um or if he just got hit the wrong way, however it happened, it was unfortunate, but I promise you Hangman is not going to do what Bret Hart has been doing to Goldberg. <laughs> like like he's <laughs> He's going to have a little bit more, you know, uh, appreciation where, uh, you know, Moxley, how he handled it. And it was an accident. Um, and Moxley does not have, you know, a, a long list of guys that he is injured. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, people need to realize the severity of the incident. Um, stop making it seem like it's not a big deal. Still be grateful that it's not worse than it was. Um, and stop hating on anybody. Everybody did their job and they did it correctly. So nobody did anything wrong as far as I'm concerned. And I haven't heard any anybody complain about somebody doing something wrong. So just stop dogging on it. It's a serious situation. This isn't backstage rumors and stuff like that. This is somebody's you know livelihood. Um, <clears throat> y'all have anything else to say about that? Uh, not really, just glad he's doing okay. And, uh, you know, I saw that he tweeted out something the day after. So just glad he's doing okay. Hope he recovers soon. And like you said, you know, got our prayers out for him. 100%. All right, what is next on that list, Clayton? All right, so now, now that we got all the, uh, like, the somber stuff out the way, <laughs> uh, let's just, I'm going to just point out real quick, we'll just highlight before we jump into some main stuff. Highlight two big returns, um, at least in my opinion, big returns. One for WWE, one for AEW. 
uh, AEW had Rio return, who Rio. I personally haven't seen in a long time. Yes. I don't know about y'all. So I was yeah. pretty hyped about that when she came out and she came out hot, came out flying, attacking. Let's so go. she was doing her thing. Dude, her, uh, her, sorry to cut you off real quick. Do y'all remember when Rey Mysterio debuted on SmackDown? Uh, from uh, yeah. when he did the cross body off the cage, yeah, yeah. I remember nobody could do a cross body like that, but Rio, like especially in the women's division, clean. nobody could hit that cross body the way she does. Yeah, that was fire. But uh, but yeah, that was AEWs and WWE. Obviously, if y'all haven't heard yet, the Good Brothers are in WWE again. Uh, where Carl Anderson said they'd never go back to. Apparently, they're back, <laughs> but you know, the and they're club, actually. Sorry, I know I'm cutting off a lot. I'm getting, ex- I'm getting excited here. I get it. <laughs> but I mean, when I'm um, coming back, coming back hot in a an awesome mm-hmm. storyline that I think people have been wanting to see since Finn Balor and AJ Styles yes. was in the same company. Yes. I love that they're touching on the a lot on the fact that Finn basically started the whole thing. And it's like, so I love that they're bringing that into it for sure. Mm-hmm. And Carl and, Anderson. Yeah. And mentioning companies and um yeah it, they're doing a lot I, I enjoy it but the one thing i noticed you said two big ones but i would be remiss and i'm a little disappointed in you if i have to tell the truth well, hold on Uh-oh. i'm making sure because he might have it on the list are we no, talking no, about go, go ahead i, All I right, go, say go two for big it. ones so go ahead because he did not mention the return of Elias. Oh, oh. you're Dude, right. I you was hyped about that. Me, see, no, here, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. The reason I didn't mention that is because he didn't get his due justice. He didn't get the glory yeah. comeback he deserved. He got yeah. interrupted, which I love Matt Riddle. But he got interrupted by Matt Riddle's punk ass, and just, I just <laughs> like I, 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 we got robbed of Elias's concert. Like, yes, so that's we why. did. Okay, I understand. I, I won't hold it against you. Nah, everybody <laughs> wants to walk with Elias, dude. I, was I get... so hyped, man. I love the. I saw yeah. a uh, somebody posted a meme saying uh, that WWE just had a new release. It was a clickbait one. <laughs> And yeah. you click on it, they're like Ezekiel has been released by I WWE. It. It's like, dang, you got me. <laughs> That's so funny, but yeah, no, good call up, Bear. Yeah, I actually I didn't have that on my list then. No. Yeah, I thought you were going with somebody else. We'll probably talk about in a little bit. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, let's not jump the gun. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, those were two that like kind of just pops that happened real fast, real big that stuck out to me. So and. Um, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I knew it was happening. I don't remember where yeah, I heard it or whatever, brothers, you know, yeah. but um, I think we were actually on doing some editing for uh, the 2K promotion and it was on the TV and I ended up stepping away for a second because I was like, I saw AJ talking to Finn and I already yeah. knew it was like, it's happening, yeah. bro. It's happening. And, I remember that. <laughs> uh, I still got excited when it happened though, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm very excited for them and uh, I think they will be treated properly um and they already are being um i'm not watching it right now but i know carl anderson and finn balor are actually fighting did, tonight yeah and that's a match a, earlier yeah it's a big deal because those two guys are literally the two guys who started the bullet mm-hmm. club <clears throat> but, but yeah those are some big returns but speaking of that and uh make this quick so there already has issues new japan 
in WWE mm. because mm. they double booked Carl yeah. Anderson yeah. for the same date when he had was His never open exactly on the same date as Crown Jewel, and there is no way he can get mm. to both places at because of the time difference. And it's a 16-hour flight, I think they said. Mm. So, And that was one of the things, too, that a lot of people like, oh, my gosh, the first time WWE is allowing, you know, one of their talent to go wrestle for New Japan. And, you know, it was almost like a too-good-to-be-true moment. And then it turns out that it really was too-good-to-be-true. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, there's, there's still a chance afterwards, maybe, if they reschedule oh, the match. But... I definitely think that it was not done with the intention of, you know, yeah. not having that match. I think I'm sure they've had a... this uh, crown jewel scheduled mm-hmm. for however long now. Oh, you yeah. Know, so. Well, they, you know, they've had um, it scheduled before they even announce it. They right, announced right. it forever right. ago. But here's the thing. Uh, New Japan had that match scheduled too and they yeah. they could have went with they still can go with a different matchup true be- yeah because you signed him knowing he was still a champion in this promotion and That's that he true. has date he needs to fulfill so i definitely um new japan has made a release about they expect all their talent that was scheduled to be at their shows, expect them to be there. So yeah. I'm going to be curious to see what happens. Well, I, I'm, I'm saying that too. I'm curious, like there has to be some kind of contractual, you know, uh, agreement that they had. Um, mm. So it makes you think, is there going to be some sort of fallout or are they just going to say, you know what, um, it's not happening again? Because if I'm New Japan, I'm making, I'm, you know, going to make a, a example out of everybody else and be like, no, you're not going to do this to us. Like, you know, this, um, and however it's done, but, um, yeah, it does make you think it's like he, they did have that match planned before he, you know, was signed by WWE. Um, was it new Japan's fault? And they just had him wrestling on a, you know, free agency. Like if I'm a company, I'm not putting a championship on somebody who's not on contract. You know, like maybe New Japan just maybe it was on them. Maybe they screwed up, didn't have them on contract, and that's what happens. Unfortunately, not that it was or, intentional, but I was about to say, or like my go-to, maybe this is a work, and they're working <laughs> on it. That's I, why I always hope. Maybe uh, who's his who's his opponent for the t- championship? Uh, uh, Tonga Loa's uh, baby brother. I can't remember his the, name. Bullet uh, Tama not Tama? Tama. No, not Tama The big one. Yeah, that's their baby brother. I'm drawing um, a major blank on his name, but it's like, right? It's like, uh, Hekaloa. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So um, that'd be cool if he show up then at uh, Crown Jewel. <laughs> that would be major. But listen, I don't think that's going to yeah, happen because nah. they stripped him from the championship or stripped the championship from him, didn't they? Um, from Carl Anderson. Oh, did they? I didn't I, hear about that. No. Oh, did they not? I not thought yet. once they found out he wasn't going to, they already went ahead and took it off him. Okay, because I was no. going to say, if they took it off him, that was probably their way of not giving WWE the light of day to say he is, you know, a champion for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Hmm. The last thing I heard that New Japan, the owner had made a comment saying that all their talent 
they expect to be there who was scheduled for the show. Mm-hmm. He's still the open weight champion. So yeah. No, I mean, like I said, if if um if you're under someone's promotion and you're a champion, you are either signing a contract or you're not a champion in my company. Right. I mean, that's common honestly, common sense in my opinion. Um and I definitely think that was making the match a little bit predictable because everybody knew, you know, okay, Carl Anderson's not going to retain. Right. Um, so maybe this is just their way of kind of taking the predictability out of it. Who knows? Um, only time will tell. But, yeah, I'm excited about seeing the Good Brothers back in WWE used properly. Um, and I'm very excited to see, you know, we've been saying how long we've been saying like judgment day needs some serious, you know, they can't just be going against edge every month, (laughs) like love edge, but they need to actually be put in a legit storyline. And, um, I think this is what's going to do it. Um, I'm hooked. I'm excited. I'm hooked at the, I was hooked at the thought of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Definitely going to be a good one, I feel like. I mean, um, especially, like you said, with all the history there. So definitely going to be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah. But uh, to keep it up with the returns, uh, let's talk about the one that everyone wants to talk about, the one that everyone's been talking about, the man himself, the White Rabbit, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Bray Wyatt. And we said, bro, we said – all three of us, I don't think we're going to see him. <laughs> like, I really didn't like, think we were. Extreme I rules. Extreme rules. But then I start thinking about, like, why? Like, why did they do it then? Why did they do it? Well, because everybody was saying, I don't think we're going to see him at extreme rules. Like, I was more, and I remember, because uh, we were all kind of watching it and just in the text group. I remember seeing everything happen, and I just texted. I was like, damn. <laughs> like, no way. And I remember thinking too when it was ending because it was a good pay per view. But at the same yeah. time, I was like, they really didn't do anything, and they already have the logo, you know, the the, uh, the classic, uh, classic watermark watermark going. And they and Triple H has done that before at NXT. Yeah, with, uh, the DIY Chop. break, yeah, Gargano, and, yeah, Chop one that got me. So I was thinking, like, really? It's like, oh, that was good. And then the lights went off, and dude, I was excited. What did y'all think about that? Yeah, I was super excited. I was, I was, I was excited and mad at the same time because I was <laughs> like, "Oh, my predictions!" I was like, "Okay, I missed two. That's okay." Crap! Here come Bray Wyatt. Damn it! <laughs> but I was super happy. I loved what they did, and yeah, props as much as I. A lot of times seem like I don't give props to WWE, props to them for handling it like that. They made us guess. They made us wonder and be sucked into everything they did. So give them major props and major props to Triple H because ever since he's taken over, man, it's it's musty TV. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I loved it. I've been waiting for Bray to come back. I loved Bray. Um, he was always like one of my favorites, like back in like 2016 and stuff, like during that era of yeah. wrestling. I loved Bray Wyatt, man. 
man, I, I hated that he dropped the title to Randy Orton at the WrestleMania that I was at. I really wanted to see him get that victory. I thought he was winning that one too. I really did, dude. I really did. I did yeah. not see Randy Orton. Like that, that, that victory almost made me not like Randy Orton, you mm-hmm. know, cause it was like, second, bro. second that, but, um, but no, like I love the return, the way they did it. Everything was just amazing. Everything was perfect. I, I love the um, got to shout out how he uh, they incorporated the um, like Easter eggs for Brody Lee and everything. Yes. Um, I love that people pointed that out and noticed that and everything. Um, I think that was really cool. Um, but yeah, overall, just I'm, I'm glad he's back. I, I hope to be able to see more of him. I know that he's done few bits and pieces here and there that promo he did on uh was it smackdown and that mm-hmm. they did oh, man um, that was so beautiful yeah i loved it and it's funny because like you know i saw a lot of people talking about it and stuff a lot of people were like you know saying man it's weird to see bray not in character and stuff and whatnot and then i saw other people being like you don't think that's a character you know and just <laughs> it's just it's so there's a lot of talk and things like this yeah. like man I, i'm just i'm so excited to see where it goes me too. And and um this is probably gonna be an unpopular opinion, though I liked a little bit of it. I was never a huge fan of the the fiend. Um mm, I feel simply that. simply because you've turned him into basically a god. Mm. So who was he gonna lose to? Any nobody was gonna be good enough for him to lose. You would have to Goldberg. <laughs> and unfortunately, <laughs> I can't tell you watching that. And, and not only was it Goldberg, but it was a classic Goldberg two minute match <laughs> where you have Seth Rollins literally murdering the fiend on TV oh. and it can't get the job done. And then Goldberg coming out for two minutes and then beats him with what one jackhammer was it? Like, mm. yeah, because, the- if he do, because if you do more than one, he's going to injure him. So yep. you have to take that one and get on. Hell, he almost actually killed the dead man, the Undertaker right. in Saudi Arabia. Exactly. Um, anyways, I, I don't want to go on a Brett. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I, I'm definitely excited. Yeah, my favorite Bray Wyatt character, like Clayton said, was the you know 2016 version. Man, when he won that championship at the uh, Elimination Chamber, mm-hmm. I I was so excited, and one of my favorite feuds which i don't think is enough credit was him and aj styles um where you had like you know aj who is very much like the superhero character house that aj styles yeah like it it was so good and um yeah that bray wyatt was my favorite one very close to uh the wyatt family where he made his debut with the The hawaiian shirts and the hawaiian shirts yeah Uh, them and the shield bro they mm. had oh, good man. yeah that and I, new I, day new day i recommend going back and watching those um matches i mean yeah because yeah, the, the shield and the white family debuted close together right yeah um, i think i forgot what pay-per-view it was but they had one pay-per-view where you had brian danielson your hottest you know baby face next to cm punk brian danielson was fighting the entire Wyatt family and cm punk was fighting the entire shield mm. in the same yeah. pay-per-view and I remember thinking, because the Punk match happened first, and I love Punk, but I was high on the Shield too. And Punk beat the Shield, hmm. and I was like, "Really? Like, really? You're gonna have one bad beat? Like, I, I don't like that." 
And then you have Daniel said lose to the Wyatt family. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> like that's <laughs> real life. That's realistic. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, that era, I mean, it was not great, but those kind of things is what kept me hooked. Those are the reasons I didn't leave was the Wyatt family, the shield. Yeah. Um, and honestly, even Brian Danielson and punk, um, I think those are literally the only reasons I kept watching. And then of course, in 2016, you had a decent brand split mm. um, and you had, you know, where it was Stephanie McMahon and Sean, or Stephanie McMahon Mick and Shane Foley. McMahon um, yeah. on two separate sides. And yeah, they had Mick Foley and um, who was the other one? Was it Danielson? Payne? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. That yeah. was before yeah, he came back. Right. Yeah. And, um, and, yeah, SmackDown had an incredible roster. Yes. Underrated. Loved it. Um, SmackDown so, is always underrated, but I doubt you that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> For real. But yes, Bray Wyatt's back, and I'm excited that it's not solely the themed character. Yeah, same. Um, I'm very yeah. excited to see where that goes. And hell, the more characters, he may be the next uh, Mick Foley with the multiple That'd characters. That would be cool. Um, like, I, one of my favorite things was uh when mick foley was feuding with triple h and they were going to do the uh you know uh what was it the extreme rules match or whatever and that's when they did the video package where they yeah. had mick oh, foley yeah. and then mankind and then yeah. dude love and they introduced cactus jack yeah. like, like don't tell me you're thinking what i think you're thinking i am telling you what i think you're thinking i think i'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> uh, was beautiful um, I think Bray Wyatt's somebody who could kind of pull that kind of excitement out mm. with the multiple characters. Oh, easily, easily. 100%. Yeah, he's definitely got the the mind for it. He's definitely got the vision for it, for sure. So I could definitely see him doing something like that. And I wouldn't mind seeing a cool little uh, Mick Foley rumble Easter egg and having Let's Bray go. come out with, like, different characters. Come on. Yeah. Right. And win it. Like, that would be... Talk about way to set up Roman and Bray, like have one of his characters, whichever one it is, actually win it. Yeah. And then it creates the controversy of, wait a minute, is that fair? Is that legit? Yeah. Like, um, but uh, I'm going to say this. This may be some people maybe disagree with this. After seeing how things are being played out, I am actually. I'm at, and I, AEW is my favorite promotion right now, but I'm actually thrilled that Bray Wyatt didn't go to AEW. hundred um, percent. I just yep. think WWE's theatrical ability to tell stories and stuff, that's where he needed to be. Absolutely. Um, not that AEW is bad, but just somebody who's more of a character and less of a wrestler, which, I mean, Bray Wyatt's an incredible wrestler, but overall the character ability to tell stories, I think WWE is going to treat him a lot better with Triple H in charge. Honestly, I feel like he would have done better in Impact than AEW. Yeah. <laughs> True. Impact again. They impact did, is yeah, they underrated. do great with their storylines and pros. Like I mean, remember the whole Matt Hardy and, and storyline with Jeff Hardy and the whole mm -hmm. delete thing. Like that came from it, Impact. You know, okay. like if y'all are listening to this and y'all have a way to get access TV, watch Impact, please, because it is so underrated. And the fact that the crowds are as small as they are, don't let that fool you. Like they have incredible matches, storylines. Um, there's a crazy amount of excitement just built into the show. Um, incredible wrestlers. Incredible wrestlers. And there's Some so many of your times. Favorite. 
Some yeah, there's of your so many times I've watched. Now. I I love Ace Austin. He's one of my favorites. Um, him and Trey Miguel, like these guys are, and Chris Bay, like yeah. I can just keep, I can keep going. Now, now here's the biggest. They have the best women's division. Yeah. The, the, I I will have a a debate with anybody. Impact has the best women's division against anybody, WWE, New Japan. Of course, I'm not going to mention AEW because I could pick two women that have a better <laughs> vision. But Impact, for the long term, if you really don't know about them, take some time. Go look up some of their catalog. You'll be surprised on some of your favorite wrestlers today. AJ mm-hmm. Style. Oh, the, yeah. The, hey. The good brother just came from mm-hmm. having a tremendous mm-hmm. run off an impact. Bobby Lashley, Samoa Joe. Like you said, I could go on, but the Dudleys, <laughs> the Hardys, right. Christian. Like, I mean, like, yeah, you could keep going. Kurt Angle. Um, it, it like yeah, Steam, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall even had a little, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett. (laughs) Yeah, Jeff Jarrett. Um, They had that that infamous feud between Angle and Jeff Jarrett, which led to an actual divorce. uh, And I watched that live, too. And I remember thinking, like, in my mind, like, this isn't legit. This isn't real. And then I find out later that Karen Jarrett is actually Karen Jarrett now. I was like, what? Like, that was legit. How did those guys work together? Um, Some of my favorite matches ever Angle and uh, AJ Styles. Go ahead, Bear. I ha- I have to tell you this. If you've never seen this, when you get through listening to this podcast, go on YouTube, look up Ric Flair and Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. Jay Lethal mm-hmm. does the best. You think he does the Macho Man good? Look at him and Flair have a Flair that woo off and <laughs> I promise you, you would. Matter of, again, make sure put this on your to do list. So good. I'm that sharing was it. So great. I'm sharing that to our social media. So go look on Facebook uh, after you listen to this. You'll see it. Um, that that's one. I. It's funny you said that because when my mom started getting into wrestling, um, I had her close her eyes and listen to it, and she could not tell. Who was Ric Flair? Like she, so she said it sounded like Flair was yelling at himself and then answering <laughs> himself. And it confused her when she would hear them both going at the same time. And when she was hearing it, because I didn't tell her it was somebody else. I just said, listen, she was thinking like it was a, a video package, like him yelling at right. video package. That's so funny. But yes, so, so cool. I mean, uh, Flair was never been so hot. <laughs> I mean, it was almost as hot as he was when he came back to WCW after Eric Bischoff, you know, yes. starved him. He's like, I'm already fired. I'm already fired. Fire me. I'm already fired. <laughs> like, that was uh, how hot he was. He was throwing his jacket down and then elbow dropping his jacket. <laughs> so beautiful, bro. I tell you a fun mm. fact that I heard. Uh, I heard Ric Flair talk about that. And how much he loved Jay Lethal, mm-hmm. and he never understood why WWE would not bring Jay Lethal in. For real, but he said um, 
right before they went out, him and Jay were talking, and he's like, well, he's like, well, I, I'm ready to go, but I don't want to be disrespectful. He looked him in his eyes. He's like, if you don't, woo, I will kick your <laughs> yeah it it was a beautiful segment yeah um uh, when people were talking about the possibility of aew purchasing impact i was excited alone for the video library yeah. like oh, that's yeah. what i was and, and and impact has a good streaming service but it's just not good enough for me in my opinion like i want to go back and watch you know everywhere from 2005 to you know, 2000 and uh, what, 2012, uh, which it was where they were pulling in multi-million viewers each week. Like uh, when they were on Spike TV, uh, Dixie Carter ended up kind of screwing it up for everybody. Um, But I mean, it was, it was so good and it's still so good. Um, I just wish they had, imagine impact with the financial backing that AEW has right. like they would, or that WWE has like, they would be untouchable in my opinion. Like I, I, I would, they're like the perfect median between W like kind of when you had WWE and then you had WCW and then in the middle you had ECW. C-W. Like that's kind of what I feel like impact really is, is like that really. And unfortunately they don't have as much of a diehard fan base, um, but I mean, if they were promoted properly, I think they would. But yes, y'all go watch uh, Impact every Thursday night on Access TV. Um, <clears throat> it's it's very very good stuff. But, all right, yes, Bray Wyatt's back, stoked to the max to see what's next. Um, but right now, just uh, for time purposes, I'm curious to see what's next on the list. Yep. So. Uh... I just want to touch on this. We won't really talk about it too much real quick, um, but I just want to touch on it because I love Orange Cassidy. He's finally got that goal, baby. He's the All-Atlantic Championship. Finally. I'm stoked for that. So just wanted to point that out there and shout that out before we jump into talking about this uh, MJF and William Regal promo that everyone is hot about. Bro. Can can I say something before we start? Yes. If... I, I deem myself a hardcore wrestling fan, and I love great promos. And throughout the years, you have great talkers like Dusty Rhodes, like Ric Flair, like Bray Wyatt. But let me tell you, when MJF gets a mic, no matter what I'm doing, no matter what the situation in I always kind of pause and stop because mm-hmm. he is going to generally put on a great promo Definitely. if for, for whatever it is but when you get him in the ring with someone that can cut a promo too if there is magic mm-hmm. the him and regal that promo has ranked in my top 10 of all-time promos second i second that and that's crazy i'm so happy that somebody else like because i i think to myself am i giving this promo too much credit 
And when I hear somebody like that, it's just like, I knew it was that good. <laughs> um, but I mean, kind of, so kind of painting the story a little bit, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Um, but pretty much MJF comes out and he, he's kind of bitter. He has that bitter uh, tone in his voice and you have William Regal standing in the ring. And basically to sum it up for you is MJF went to go try out for WWE. William Regal was one of the judges there and William Regal was impressed and pulled MJF aside and told him to, you know, cut a promo saying why he should have a job here. And he did it. He knocked it out of the park. William Regal was very impressed. And then he asked how old he was. And MJF said he was 19. And then, you know, William Regal's like, well, I'm sorry, you know, go make a name for yourself, but we can't have you here and uh, send me a video every month of your progress. And, you know, I'll let you know how you do. Um, and I promise you that you'll have a job here. And when I say that, you know, my name carry doesn't carry lightly. Like I said that about Brian Danielson. I've said that about Claudio. I've said that about Moxley. Like everybody who said that about has had a job. Mm. And, you know, MJF started sending a video in once a month. The first month, William Regal was like, that's great. Keep going. Keep, you know, showing me some more. And then the second month he sent one. And William Regal was like, that's good. Keep going. You know, you're getting better. Uh, you know, talk to me next month. And then the third month happened. And MJF goes on to say how the response he got from William Regal hurt him so deep that it made him want to kill himself. Like, that is how deep it hurt him, made him want to stop wrestling and just end his life. And pretty much what it was was William Regal's response was, you know, uh, along the lines of saying, do you think I have time for this? Like, you think I have like, um, and basically saying that he should just stop trying, stop, you know, don't pretty much give up, you know, um, saying that he has better things to do with his time and then to watch videos of people who want to be a superstar. And he's like, you're not doing anything. You're not a superstar. You don't have it. You don't have what it takes. And NJF was so bitter about that. And as he's telling this, you know, to everybody, NJF is saying this, it's making me hate William Regal. And I'm like, <laughs> what a punk. Like, how could he go and do this? And the fans are like booing Regal. And I'm like, wow, how can they do that? Like, how can William Regal go and do that? And then I'm confused, like, MJF is supposed to be a bad guy. Regal's a fan. And then Regal asked for a mic. And it makes me nervous because I'm like, how do you come back from this? Like, how do you come back from being destroyed and being exposed as a piece of crap human being? <laughs> and William Regal basically comes back and says, you know, if that email is what it took to get you where you are today, well, then, you know, good for you, sunshine. Like that's like that's and and basically saying that because of that email, it lit a fire under him to be who he is today. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh hell yeah, Regal, let's go. <laughs> like, it was it was so magical. And I don't I promise I don't do it any justice, you know, doing the the pinpoints of it. You have to right. watch it, but yeah, because you forgot one little small detail that really brought everybody back to Regal. Was mm -hmm. oh, it only took an email to hurt your feelings. When <laughs> I was 15, 15 yes. 16, 17, getting beat up by grown men, right? Crying in the back, nobody cared for me. And did I quit? No, I got tougher and I kicked the crap butt. Yeah. 
dude, I mean, like Bear said, and, and if you're hearing it thinking that's an exaggeration that it's being put in a top 10, I promise you, not it's an exaggeration. Not, yeah, it's definitely um, top 10. <clears throat> top 10. I would even go as far to say maybe in my top five. Um, it, it, it was very, very good. And I wish more people were excited about it that, you know, I wish people were really, and unfortunately the hangman situation happened the same night. So it kind of, you know, I get it kind of take it away. The importance of hangman's health. Um, I understand that, but yes, it was a very, very exciting promo. And it made you like bear said in a law, in one of our earlier episodes where he said, wrestling creates feelings Mm -hmm. and it was never been truer than that promo because i felt i felt mjf's bitterness i started feeling bitter towards regal and then regal started standing up and i started feeling like yeah an email really you would have (laughs) you know over an email like it just made you feel two different ways and, and that promo was better than any MJF and CM Punk promo battles. That was better than any CM Punk promo battles, period. Um, and I, I'm saying that because Punk is, creates pipe bombs. He's one of the best talkers in the business. Granted, he is really good, and one, if not two, of his promos are in my top ten. But, yeah, MJF and Regal, it makes me wonder why Regal hasn't shown his ability of cutting promos as much as he you know has because at wwe he was kind of treated like a clown a little bit you know um but he yeah he he uh they killed it they knocked it out of the park and the only reason why i didn't put it in my top five is because i have to think and actually make sure what my top 10 is that's why i only put them 10 but that is definitely high ranking that is that is promo 101 to yeah. get the audience to for the heel to get the audience, make them fall in love with you, make you hate the good guy. And the good guy comes back, takes the crowd, and makes them like, you are a wuss. <laughs> that yes. is just that's just classic beautiful that's on levels of acting that people will you will not as we keep saying we are not doing it justice please after you go and watch something go watch it go watch it yeah i really wish i could play it here but um i just don't want right. to be right strike <laughs> um part of me is almost thinking like is it worth it should i just go in and play it? like that's how good it is that i'm it willing really to take a risk good. of getting our episode cut because of a, a copyright claim i'm not gonna do it um but it is that is, damn good though. that's how good it is, <laughs> it is. like you need to go listen to it um i i honestly we probably shouldn't keep talking about it because all we're gonna do is praise it praise it praise it praise and then it you're praise gonna want to play it <laughs> yeah so yes go uh william regal and njf promo battle honestly that's all you have to type in anywhere and it's, i yeah, promise you it's up. gonna pop up for sure. But, <clears throat> Clayton, what's next on the list? 
not too much left. Um, only things really left that we had to talk about was um, I was just going to bring up the uh, Superstars Fan Fest thing I went over t- yes. the weekend to. It was pretty cool little uh, event. Um, got to go to the uh, meet a cu- couple people. I'm sure if by the time everyone's listening to this, y'all have seen our little video clip with uh, Mr. Enzo Amore there shouting us out, giving us a cool promo, dropping that for us. So appreciate hey. that. They're going to hear that at the beginning of this episode. So if you've oh, listened this yeah. far, you've already heard it. Oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and uh, I just want to shout I just want to shout out to him, too. Like um, I was listening to like because there's a couple ahead of us, um, you know, meeting with him and stuff and talking with him and everything. And I just kind of overheard some of the stuff that was being said and, you know, the things he was talking with them with and. Man, shout out to Enzo, bro. Dude is like the character that he played in TV and, and portrays and stuff. He's such a down to earth dude. He's such a genuine guy, like really genuinely cares about people. So like that was really cool to see that side, you know, and just see that different aspect of him. But uh, that I thought that was really cool. So shout out to him. Shout out to Gangrel, who I got to meet also. got a picture of. Um, there's a lot of people there I wanted to meet and everything just didn't have the money to do it all. So but uh, yeah, definitely just wanted to kind of put a light on that. You know, if anyone has anything they're not doing next next October ish time, check out Superstars Fan Fest in North Georgia. You know, yeah, uh, I was. I'm always very excited when a member of our team does something like that. It's almost like I was there myself. Um, and Clayton is one of you know the guys who goes out to most of the like he will travel to go to this, a lot of these fanfares and fan fests and. When he gets pictures with people like Mick Foley, Matt Hardy, um, you know, uh, Tony Storm and um, and Enzo and Gangrel, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like I'm there almost. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yes. And one of the things that I do want you all to go do is, uh, even though you've heard it at the beginning of this episode, go watch the video on our social media, because I have never seen more of a, a pure joy smile than I've seen on Clayton's face. Like, it was I've never seen somebody as happy as he was Bro, when he was, I was uh, so hyped. It like, was so fun. I loved Enzo and Cass back in the day, man. Like I said, like back in that time era of like 2016 and mm-hmm. whatever, like I loved Enzo and Cass, man. They like the energy they brought, everything they did. Like Enzo is a master on the mic, man. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was cool to meet him for sure. And then just to have him cut the promo specifically for us in the podcast. And like, it was so surreal, bro. It was, was so beautiful. Surreal. Yeah. I went back and cause I showed Victoria and she really didn't know who he was. So I showed him the, you know, Enzo and Cass, their raw debut. Uh, yeah. And she was like, it, she was like, and that's that guy like no way like <laughs> because fans were going crazy yeah. he had the fans in the palm of his hands that entire intro every single fan was saying it with him to where you almost couldn't even hear him on the mic um yeah. and and like i said my one of my favorite things ever with enzo amore was when he was the cruiserweight champion mm-hmm. on 205 live and he had all the hills of 205 live doing that little dance yeah <laughs> little shuffle dance like that was one of my favorite clips. Like <laughs> all the heels just lined up and started doing that. Like it was, I mean, it was a, uh, it was incredible. I, I know when you have a personality like that, along comes a lot of uh, drama. But um, from what I've heard, especially in the recent uh, years, is that he has had, like you said, a very down to earth uh, person, very caring, 
Um, his heart goes out to a lot of his fans and he takes time for his fans where there isn't a lot of people who can stay, uh, say the same. Um, so, and then seeing it, you know, there's proof with, you know, the video with him and Clayton taking the time to actually not just, you know, say what's up guys. This is Enzo. No, he cut the promo for our podcast and for Clayton. And that's a big deal. Cause yeah, bro, there's not a really lot of people is. who, you know, will go out of their way with that kind of energy when, you know, he's probably done the same for a hundred of other people, like, you know, major shout out to Enzo. Yeah. And, and the one thing you can't teach. That. <laughs> teach Definitely. That. Love right. it. Yeah, bro. Definitely. I mean, if anyone has anything like that in the area, I definitely recommend giving it a check out for sure. Even if it's something small, because like this wasn't a really big event or anything. It was just in a recreation center up in, you know, middle of nowhere, northwest Georgia, you know, so it wasn't a big event, but it was it was awesome. It was cool to be around wrestling fans and everything. And I mean, I actually got to talk with some guy who I hope to talk with you all a little bit more about and stuff. But um, he's really cool vendor there who he just you can tell he really cares about wrestlers and stuff. So it's just a lot of cool experiences and cool people got to meet for sure. Yeah, that's cool. And and, uh, two, I laughed when I saw your picture with Gangrel, because I remember talking, said, I don't think I've ever seen a picture of Gangrel without his tongue hanging out his mouth. And I saw that picture, it's like, that classic yeah, Gangrel, classic. bro. I had to it. do it, you know, had to do it. And he looks funny. good, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, he looked fit, bro. Like, And, and I'm digging the tats and everything. Like, yeah. he looked like he could have another run. Oh, 100%. Um, I mean, he was having a match that night at the match. Was he? Yeah, he was in a casket oh, wow. tag team match. Dang, yeah, because the last time I saw him was uh, in the Matt Hardy's match in mm. uh, the compound with, um, I oh, think it was really? Sammy Guevara. He actually had a match. Oh, um, wasn't he there? Week? Yeah, he was. He he was part of that match. Yeah, yeah. him and uh, um, the Hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> Gregory Holmes. Yeah. What's up with that? But I uh, actually had a match like last week, I think, um, out in California um, against a guy named Zicky Dice. Independent I know, I know him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I think he actually uh, did some stuff for AEW too. Yeah, he's he's. I think he does Impact more regularly, but Impact. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, he used um, to be. He actually used to be the NWA Television Champion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's funny, yeah. actually. Little funny side note: the Planet Fitness I used to work out at, he would actually pop in occasionally and work out while I was Dang. there. I never wanted to be that weird fan. It's like, hey, bro, you're at the gym. Can I get a picture? <laughs> but I was always like, oh, hey, what's up? You're like, I just did the classic head nod, you know, nice. like, right? Whatever, but I never wanted to be that fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you hear a lot of the wrestlers talk about it too all the time. Is like Bully Ray says it the best is um bully ray and mark henry they say you know the the greedy fans they get what they deserve and the good fans will get what they you know will also get what they deserve um where if you're a fan you go up and you throw a pin in their face and you do that like yeah i mean that you got to realize these guys literally have a life and 50 percent of their life is talking to fans so yeah if you're respectable and you're kind and you're nice and you're not like clayton said a weirdo fan then you're going to have these cool interactions with people like Mick Foley. And, and even though they were at meet and greets, but if you think about it, like those, they were not bad interactions. There's a lot of fans that go to those things and they have bad interactions because of, 
you know, they feel entitled. They feel mm-hmm. like they deserve it. Like Clayton, um, every single one he comes from, he always makes sure to say, I want to give a huge shout out to so-and-so for taking the time to do, like he understands these people have very busy lives and they're taking the time to, even though, you know, Clayton travels to it, he doesn't feel entitled. And so if you're a fan, just realize that you, you could end up running you know, special moments for other people and even other kids who look up to these wrestlers by feeling entitled and feeling like you deserve an autograph um, because you don't. But yeah, um, I can't say that I would be as cool with just a head nod. I'd probably probably inch a little closer to it and be like, hey, what's up? I think I know you. (laughs) (laughs) I I just left it as like, you know, we made the eye contact and I just gave him that acknowledgement of like, I know who you are, but I'm not going to approach you type of thing. So I was like, I'll leave it at that. (laughs) That's that's cool, though. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely... Uh, down the road, I'm promising you all here right now, uh, we're going to be going to some of those events all together. And oh, I'm yeah. very excited about that. Um, uh, just because that's what you know we need to do. We need to be right. able to get together in person and uh, be a society. Be a society. Yeah, exactly. um, and that's one of the things I took my mom to an AEW event. And she was blown away because she saw the line, super long line. And it went by so quick. And she was like, every, you could just look at somebody and then have a conversation with them about mm-hmm. wrestling. Like everybody's nice. Everybody's talked. You can't do that at other sporting events. I've been to baseball games, NFL games, hockey games. I've been to all and kinds bites. of basketball games. Like you can't, but if you're in the, you know, it's like, even if you have two different opinions, you're all family. And that's one of the reasons I came up with the name, you know, wrestling society, because that's what it feels like. Like if you're a fan, you automatically feel like you belong right. and, and it's because you do. Um, but yeah, events like that is so, I'm, I get so excited when I see, you know, part of the team do it. I feel like I you know, feel like I had an eventful day myself. <laughs> Let's freaking go. Um, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. Clayton. I'm very happy you got to, experience that and enjoy it and uh, take some pictures and a video for the memories for sure Uh, yeah um but yeah just the last couple things to talk about are just um just wanted to touch note of um speaking of impact a little bit earlier you know um kaz uh frankie kazarian um he recently won the x division championship but just recently relinquished the x division championship so he could go for the uh um, have a match for the uh, Impact World Heavyweight Championship. So I just wanted to give a shout out for that, you know, keep up with that, see if Frankie Kaz can get the big one, you know, that'd um, be cool. I'm for it. Um, for those who don't, who aren't as big on Impact, what that uh, the X Division Championship is, <clears throat> is you, you know, win the championship, you could defend the championship, you could keep it, you can, you know, have that bragging right of being a champion but there's an option called the option C and I'm drawing a blank on who started that. Um, Austin Aries. Austin Aries. Yeah. So it's the option C and that's where you can relinquish the championship. You can give it up, give it away and have a match for uh, the world championship, but it's not like a money in the bank. Like you have to actually have a match. So it's a, it's risking your, you being a champion saying, I want the big one. I believe in myself that I can win the big one. Um, so it's a, it's a, and that's something else I love about impact is all their original ideas. 
Um, they have so many original ideas. Some of them aren't really great. Like the, what is the reverse rumble? <laughs> what is oh. the king of the mountain, Matt? Like some of them are oh. a little shaky, but uh, for the most part, a lot of them, it's uh, like my favorite match overall ever is the, uh, um, uh, oh, I brought a Blake on my favorite match ever. The X division. Uh, uh, um, yeah. The Come on, Bear. Cross, uh, yeah, the rope uh, where they have the ropes yeah. crossing. Uh, no, yeah. we're all blaking. Um, uh, if it comes to us, I'll think about it. But I mean, it, yeah, it's a such uh, ultimate X match. That's it, ultimate X match. <laughs> goodness, bro. I was gonna, I was gonna hate myself if I couldn't freaking remember my favorite match ever. Uh, yeah, that ultimate X match is exciting and uh especially back in the day, you know, where you had styles and Frankie Kazarian too, when he was younger, um, he, he had a mean bump off of the top ropes once. Um, yeah. Impact is great. Um, I'm very excited. Frankie Kazarian always been a fan. Um, I'm very excited to see the match between him and um, um, Josh Alexander, Alexander. Yeah. Josh Alexander. That's going to be an incredible match. Um you know, I don't know if there's going to be any because they're both baby faces, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's probably going to be some sort of interference, unfortunately. Um, I don't think Josh Alexander is going to lose it. But, no. I, you know, who knows? And and for the for the fans who don't realize, Frankie Kazarian is a contracted AEW wrestler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and that's a that was where the forbidden door really began was between Impact and uh, um, AEW. I'm never going right. to forget when uh, Don Callis came over with Omega, and then Omega won the world championship, and then they were running out. And then you know the last words was Don Callis said, "You know, you'll find out more when Omega and I are on Impact." Thursday night. I was like, what? Yeah, like yeah, AEW World high. Champion. And I tell you what, everybody tuned in to Impact. And, uh, and they had some incredible matches with Omega. And um, um, uh, Omega and Christian fought for the Impact Champion uh, World Championship. Um, but what was the match Rich, with... Him and uh, Rich Swan. Rich Swan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, I'm drawing a, a lot of blanks tonight. That's who he beat my for favorite the match. Title. Yeah, my favorite match was Omega and Moose. Like yeah. that match was so freaking good. And I, I'm a huge fan of Moose. Um, I've always been. But that match, like Omega pulled the best out of Moose. And when Moose like ran up and jumped up from the ground onto the ropes and did the uh that moonsault, like beautiful. Um but yeah, Frankie Kazarian, Josh Alexander, I hope there's no shenanigans and I hope they have a clean match. Um, I do think Alexander's going to win. And honestly, I kind of hope Alexander wins. Um, however, if they want to do some more forbidden door stuff, that would be pretty cool. If you see, you know, Kaz bring the championship over to uh, AEW, but I, I don't think they're going to go that way. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna be a good match though. Just even though it's a what? little bit predictable, don't don't uh, not watch it because it's gonna be good. Oh, definitely. And I'll, I mean, I'll go ahead and clean. 
I was just going to say, I mean, in my opinion, Josh Alexander has been one of the most underrated champions of oh, like yeah. this year. Um, he's, he's phenomenal. I mean, I, I haven't watched a lot of his stuff, but everything I have seen of him has been phenomenal. So it, I yeah. just, it's crazy how I don't hear a lot of people talking about him. It's bizarre. Yeah. Um, I was going to say one of the funny things for me is, um, Impact and AEW um, that one of the main reasons why I don't want Frankie to win unless he's going to stay on there. AEW got enough titles. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about it. Tell me about it. I love AEW. All their championships are beautiful, but um, I'm really – and speaking of championships, I know I'm going off topic a little bit. I saw a picture of the old classic Ring of Honor World Championship, and I forgot how beautiful it was. And I really, really hope that they don't come up with a new title, but I hope they go back to that classic. And, and I mean, not like the classic classic, but um, I'll post a picture of it. Um, but uh, it's such a beautiful championship. And um I, I really hope that they do have a separate feel between Ring of Honor and AEW where it's almost like separate promotions. Um, but my thought is that Ring of Honor also has quite a bit of championships. I mean, they have the tag team world titles, the the six-man world – or the – yeah, six-man world titles, um, the pure championship, the television championship, the world championship. So uh, – AEW has a lot of titles. A lot of people are like, oh, when the Ring of Honor happens, then it won't feel like so many. But when you think about it, it's like AEW can't get rid of their titles to Ring of Honor because they have plenty. Um, Which is why I think Rampage should be its own separate show. Uh, But that's a whole nother topic of discussion. (laughs) Frankie Kazarian is going to be fighting for the world championship after giving up option C. and he's going to be facing Josh Alexander, who is your current uh, Impact World Champion. It's going to be a banger of a match. Very excited about it. Banger after banger after banger. But <laughs> uh, no, so the last thing um, just wanted to touch up and shout out on. I don't know if did y'all get a chance to watch Halloween Havoc? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Was there any? I was mainly just going to kind of shout out the winners, touch up on a couple of things, anything in particular about the event y'all had? Um, so the I, I'm not going to lie. I haven't been watching too much NXT. So a lot of these guys are newer to me and I knew a mm-hmm. lot. I knew who a lot of them were. Um, it, it was an incredible match. Uh, that, I mean, I'm sorry, let me specify. Um, the latter match for the North American yeah. championship match was such an incredible match. Um but at the same time, it felt like there was just so much going on um, that I kind of started getting lost a little bit. Like it was more for high spots and less of actual storytelling. Mm. Um, but I'm not going to dog on it too much because these are a lot of younger talent. I think the right man won. Very happy he did. Yeah, um, definitely. He definitely needed it, especially after. And, and I didn't know this, but that was his first ever championship for any promotion. Oh, first really? ever championship he has ever yeah. won. Wait, his first single. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to say, wasn't he was tag team champion? I thought. 
No, yeah, he was, ta- with, he was tag uh, team to with Nash um, Carter. See, yeah. Let me, yeah, let me rephrase. Okay, First so ever singles single. okay. championship. That, make, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but uh, which is a big yeah, deal because you're doing it on your own. Um, and not to take away him and Nash Carter's championship, Ray, I was excited when they won it. Definitely. Um, but at the same time, a singles championship is a big deal. Um, that I mean, that match was it was fun. It was exciting. Um, but it, it did kind of get me a little bit like, wait a minute, what's happening over here? What's happening over mm-hmm. here? Um, but everything I saw was great. There was a lot of good storytelling in it. Uh, the women's matches were good. Um, I was a little thrown off by, I think it was Cora Jade and, uh, Perez. Uh, yeah, Ross yeah Perez. Uh, that kind of threw me off a little bit near the end. Um, I feel like if you, because the bump happened to, I think it was Perez who, you know, the Russian leg sweep and then somehow she ended up kind of taking over again. Like that should, I feel like the match should have ended there. If you're going to make it feel like such a major bump. Yeah. Then let that be the, I don't think they had to go into the ring and then complete and do the uh, chair spot and everything. Um, I feel like it was a little bit of overkill, but nonetheless, that was the only thing that I have to say negative about that match. I was half and half on the spooky um, match <laughs> between a, what's her I'm name now? Fire. Uh, Alba fire. Yeah. I didn't even realize they had changed her name. I didn't either. I was like, what <clears throat> happened? I thought it was Kylan, Kylan King, right? No, 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 no. Or... It was, um, um, oh shoot. Now I'm drawing a blank. Well, what's her name? No. What was fire's bear? What was fire's name? Oh, uh, uh, oh, she I was. She was in the. Uh, yeah, she was UK. UK. Yeah. Yeah. She I was their re- champion for a long time. Matter of fact, yeah. she beat. Um. Uh, oh, jeez, I'm blanking again. Um, <laughs> beat Rhea Ripley for the title. Yeah. In oh. UK. She. Yeah. I think she lost it to Tony Storm, didn't she? Mm. No. No. You're right. You're right. She. She beat Tony Storm. Right. For the championship. My bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it, but I didn't know they changed her name. So when I heard the match, yeah. I was just like, it's going to be some new young. And then I saw, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, that's not. And, uh, but I mean, it was fun, the storytelling. Um, but it was kind of like, a, they, I like how they try to do the whole thing with uh, the gold dust and Roddy Piper card mm-hmm. thing where they had the yeah. match over. I very, I give them major credit for not bringing them straight back to the ring like yeah. they brought it back later that night and i that was like that classic wwe say i was like good for them and the way they did it was right after the ambulance match the ambulance was taken off yeah and then I you saw that. the car come back I was like clean that was nice um the, and then once they got in the ring they killed it uh they had an incredible match um the interferences was exciting uh, everything about it was really I, i've kind of i've never been a huge mandy rose fan um, I know a lot of people are going to dog on that. Um, it goes back to being um, being bitter a little bit by how she acted and tough enough. <laughs> like she is a very much a diva. But uh, yeah, it was an incredible match. Uh, the ambulance match was very exciting. Um, I it confused me a little bit when I kept two things that confused me. The when they try to close the door and then a crutch was right in between the thing like that i was like wait a minute it's over 
Like, so they did confusing me in a good way where I was like, okay, that was clever. That was smooth. Cause I thought it was over early. And then you see the crutch. Um, and then the, the match was good. I'll let you go over all the winners, Clayton, when I'm done kind of giving mm-hmm. my thoughts after y'all give y'all thoughts. Um, and then the uh, coffin match. Um, I don't know how I really felt about the whole, you know, um, Apollo getting thrown into the cast. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, that should have been it. Yeah, uh, I was with Wade Barrett. You know, like it's over. You mean Booker. <laughs> He's in uh, Booker. Yeah, yeah, Booker, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Um, I was with Booker when he was saying like it's over. Like no, that's it. Like it's a coffin match. He fell into the coffin. Right. Like that's it. And then they just so happen to have a bigger coffin. Like, why didn't they start with that? <laughs> like, why didn't they just bring out the big coffin? And then how did who teleported Apollo out of the coffin? Yeah, like, that part was so unnecessary. Yeah, to it shut threw the me off a little bit. There, and like, I was excited. I was like, no way! It's like, who's coming? Like, they're trying to make an XT bigger. And then Apollo was up by the you know droids and like, just what? Nothing different. Yeah. Like, uh, the match was good, but yeah, I was a little, it was a little bit unnecessary. Um, and then of course that main event was just phenomenal. I knew it would be, uh, those guys killed it. I, I knew who was going to win it. And of course he did, but the match was just, it was back and forth. It was exciting. I kept thinking maybe he's going to lose, maybe, uh, hats off to the match and all those young talent that I have no idea who they are hats off to them they're really you know the future yeah the bright future's bright uh so I, I need to go back and watch some more nxt um but anyways i'll let y'all give y'all's two cents on everything and then clayton you can end it by uh announcing the winners of every match go ahead bear so um i'm not gonna lie um the first match and the last match was the two that I really paid attention to. Um, I watched the other matches, but for me, when I watch a pay-per-view, if I find myself playing with my phone, looking at text messages or doing something, then you don't have my attention. And that's what I felt like with this pay-per-view. And I thought to myself, is it me? because I don't like uh, NXT 2.0 that I'm not giving them a first shake. (laughs) Then I thought to myself, well, I keep up with it enough to know I knew the storylines, I know the people. So I'm like, no. And it's not like they were just bad matches. Let me clarify that. All the matches were good. But it was it was something missing to it that wouldn't kick my attention. And um, one thing with Mandy Rose, I would give her props. She's came a long way, a long way yeah. from slipping at WrestleMania looking like an idiot, <laughs> which you can't help if you slip, you slip. To she has embraced herself and her wrestling ability and I love to hate her she gets on my nerves I'm so sick of her with this title ring but in a good way um some of these 
So going back to the Apollo Crews match, I thought I enjoyed that for the simple fact because as soon as he fell in, I'm like, it can't be over. You got right. to close the casket. They are specific and you have to close the lid. So they're going to have to replace it. So I knew where they were going with that and I was cool with it. But it still really never helped my interest. And at the end, and knew who's going to win, but they made me guess. They put some emphasis to it, especially one of the people that they changed their name from. He started off on NXT, I mean, uh, 205 Live. Then he was brought over to uh, NXT UK. Then they changed his name, but he had a whole different character a whole different feel that was so cerebral that reminded me of Triple H in so many ways hmm. that I was very impressed with the character build. I was impressed with everybody. Even though I didn't want the winner to win, I was impressed that he got the win because they they made it felt like anyone could win. So for this pay-per-view, I think it's more of me getting back custom to it. And they I, they they put on one hell of a show, but and I love Booker T, but every, every time Booker said, Dog, dog, let me tell you something, dog, dog, <laughs> book, I love you. Come up with some new phrases. <laughs> I mean, I just it it, it just irked me. You, so, think, you think he would learn a lot of new phrases having his own podcast, but uh, yeah, it's very much the same Booker T that was uh, uh, the main roster commentator. Nothing oh, different. You know my shucky ducky quack quack. <laughs> quack, quack. <laughs> I yeah, love dude. Booker, but that just got on my nerves. It, it just quickly got on my nerves. I, so, yeah. I, I miss... Um, I don't mean to cut you off, but no, just, just a real quick throwing it out there. We don't need to keep talking about it, but it really made me realize how much I miss Mauro Ronaldo in the world of wrestling. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But anyways, keep going there. Um, my big thing is, so they're going to have another pay-per-view the same day as um, Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, I do plan on watching it. Both of them are going to be different times, hopefully. Yeah. So, no, they I are. Do, and I do plan on watching it. Um, I, I'm glad that NXT. You can tell the diff. I definitely tell the difference in this pay per view versus a 2.0 pay per view versus the takeover pay per views. Yeah. There's so there's difference, but there's similarities. And I think they have they're gonna go up and make get back to the takeover versions yes. of pay-per-views. So I don't want to sound negative, but yeah, that besides the first match and the first match and uh the last match, like I said before, but I got tired of all the spooky. Ooh, yeah. we're going here. We're gonna much. do this. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm here for wrestling. That's what y'all about. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's do this wrestling. This is why I always watch Takeover because they had great 
wrestling, mm. not this crap. And but um, again, I'm not knocking any of them. Yeah, one of the key points I want to you know clarify or not clarify, but uh, highlight that you said. If you go at this pay-per-view Halloween Havoc expecting to be watching a takeover, you're going to be disappointed. If you go at it expected to be watching a 2.0 pay-per-view, you're going to be delighted. Um, it's very much like right in the middle, in my opinion, where mm. it, it had, you know, I don't think there's any pay-per-view ever going to be as good as a takeover was. Um, and I do hope they get back to those takeovers. Um, but yeah, you can't go be thinking, you know, oh, NXT is going to be NXT takeover. You, you'll be disappointed if you go at any pay-per-view expecting it to be as big as that. Um, one thing I always say is have your uh, your uh, have your expectancy low. You know, have your thoughts on everything you go into. Have it low because you can only move up. I went to an AEW paper or uh, AEW live event expected to see the Briscoe brothers. And I was highly expecting them the entire night and uh, they didn't show up and I was disappointed. It felt like it wasn't a very good show. Hmm. And then I went back and watched it and it was incredible. I just had my expectancy so much higher than it you know, really was going to meet. So I learned it from there. Uh, if you haven't watched Halloween Havoc, I do recommend going back and watching it, but don't watch it thinking it's going to be a takeover. Uh, that was a good point there. Yeah, thanks, and that that's all I got to say. And again, I would definitely be watching them going forward. I always oh, yeah. try to catch. Uh, I do try to catch different pay per views, different companies, and like you said, my expectations for certain companies is because of what I'm used to seeing and what type of action. So. I probably went in wrong, but I, I was still, I was cool with it. Yeah. And that's what they, that's one reason I liked it because I went in knowing that I was going to know a few names and that was about it. So I was like, this is new to me. I'm literally watching a new promotion in my mind. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it didn't knock it out of the ballpark, but me personally, I watched cause I was doing some editing while I was watching it and I didn't do very much editing because I was, I was watching a lot of it. Uh, not that it was just super great, but it was good. Everything was good. You could tell they're still learning, but it was definitely, you know, far from a, um, you know, a local promotion, you know, it, it, they definitely, the, the production of it and everything a little bit too much, uh, spooky, spooky, you know, creepy, creepy, like a little much, um, but I did, I definitely did like the pay-per-view and recommend going and watching it. And I will be watching the next ones. Uh, yeah. Ring of Honor's pay-per-view. Um, the final battle is actually going to be at like 3 PM. Um, it's going to be a midday and I'm pretty excited about that. Um, just cause it's going to feel different. You know what I mean? Um, and it's going to feel like you get to be there all day. Uh, like, like I said, I want to, I'm planning on attending that event and, you know, usually you want to go a few hours before to make sure you get, you know, a good spot in line and get that kind of vibe. And so when you go a few hours before, it's going to be like 12, you know, o'clock. So around lunchtime and you get to enjoy the whole day and you're not tired. I think it's going to have a big impact on the crowd, the live crowd. Cause you think when you're watching a pay-per-view, 
the crowd starts getting tired right near the end, especially mm-hmm. when something's as good as it is. So when you start midday, you know, the crowd's going to be hyped the whole way through. They're not going to start getting tired and, you know, sleepy near the end. I think it's a very good idea. And honestly, I don't think it's a bad idea to do your ring of honor pay-per-views going forward midday. Um, especially, you know, if it's on a Saturday, um, I think that's a good way to keep your crowd looking lively. Um, and people, you know, aren't worried about having to stay up late. And you could have a Sunday pay-per-view. And people are not going to be worried about having to go to work, you know, on Monday after staying up late at night. Um, I think it's a very good idea. It's very smart. And then, yeah, when NXT, uh, you know, stated that they're going head-to-head, not that they announced it like that, but they have a pay-per-view same day. Their pay-per-view is at night. So I'm going to be going and watching <laughs> uh, Ring of Honor Live, hopefully, and going back with the excitement and then go turn on NXT, see what's happening over there. Um, you know, NXT is going to be trying hard, especially going on the same day. So uh, competition always makes everything better. Oh, yeah. But anyways, Clayton, uh, you want to give your two cents so they go down the list of the winners? Um, not really a whole lot to add to what y'all said. I mean, y'all basically covered the gist of all there was to cover. Um, just, you know, shout out to Shotzi and Quincy Elliott for hosting it. You know, they did a great job. Um, Shotzi is always great on a mic. So it's always cool to see her do her thing, but, um, I was run through the matches real quick and go through the winners. Um, the first match was the, uh, NXT North American championship ladder match, which if you didn't guess from earlier in our talking, Wesley is the new NXT North American championship. So congrats to him (laughs) on winning his first singles championship. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was followed by Apollo Crews versus Grayson Waller in the casket match, which, um, yeah, had its ups and downs for sure, but overall was pretty solid match. I agree. It should have ended when Apollo went through the casket, but, I kind of understand he didn't close it on him, but he was still in the <laughs> casket, but I digress. But uh, Apollo Crews ended up winning that one. So that's where that one went. Um, after that was a couple of promos of the thing with Alba Fire and Mandy Rose and everything in the cinematic show starting of their match, basically. Um, and then it goes into the Weapons Wild match with Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. Um, which was a cool match overall. I enjoyed it a lot. They did a lot of cool stuff. Um, I thought it was too soon to go back to the same spot that uh, Gargano and Champa went to, yeah. but um, it, was, it was still a cool spot. And um, uh, it looked kind of rough at first, but glad they're okay from that fall. So For real. Um, Roxanne Perez won via pinfall, which I was actually very surprised about. I was very surprised about because I thought Cora was going to take that for sure. Um, after that was the ambulance match, um, from Julius Creed and Damon Kemp. Um, if Julius lost the match, then Brutus Creed would have to leave NXT. So that was a match stipulation on that one, which made it a little bit more exciting, made it pretty cool. One brutal thing I will say that there's no way of faking this, that I mad props to this man on is having the moment where his hands are in the, he's just getting slammed like five times, just bah. But like, how do you fake that? Yeah, man. Like, how do you fake that? <laughs> like, I, I don't real. get it. Don't get it. 
But uh, uh, before we leave that match, I want to give credit to WWE two for telling that story. Mm. That was probably one of my favorite video packages in recent history where they had like the timeline yeah, and they would yeah, go down the timeline. Really cool. And like, that was like, I had no idea who any of those guys were, but by the end of that video package, I was hooked. I was like, yeah. all right, let's see this happen. Um, again, anytime you put somebody's career on the line, it's usually predictable unless they're an older wrestler um so i i mean it it was fairly predictable but the way they told that story leading up to the match hats off because it hooked me big time definitely um yeah i I love that video package also that was really cool um how they set it up for sure um but uh yeah so with that obviously julius creed won uh to keep his brother around so that was cool Um, it's funny that you say that though, because like like y'all have been saying, you know, I've been trying to keep up with NXT, been doing better at it lately and stuff, but I haven't been keeping up as much as I'd like to. So honestly, I had no idea. I was like, is this guy about to leave NXT? I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, so it's like it's pretty cool to have that effect of not yeah. knowing who's gonna win, you know. But Julius Creed won, so his brother gets to stick around. So that's pretty cool. And uh, you know, like you said earlier, the how they set up the women's match with the ambulance pulling off, and then yep. Alba Fire pulling in with it, like perfect, perfect setup, perfect setup, just yeah. jump right into the match. Um, they fight their way to the ring and then have their match and everything. You know, for sure, for sure, thought that uh, a couple times there Alba was gonna take the yeah. win. For sure, thought it, but then of course, I don't know where Toxic Attraction comes <laughs> in and. You know, stick together and fight through it. And Mandy Rose takes her championship, keeps her gold, and they keep on keeping on. I thought it was interesting. Though. I don't know if y'all noticed, but and prior earlier in the night with Toxic Attraction, there was kind of like that little hint of them kind of like as Mandy walks away to go drive to the place. They're kind of like, you know, what's going on? Is she crazy? Like, it kind of seems like they're setting something up there. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. So too. We'll see but uh and then so the last match after that is the nxt championship match the triple threat which phenomenal match like i mean i've seen some brown breakers matches he's pretty mm-hmm. solid i mean not nothing wrong he's not really my favorite but i don't dislike him he's growing on me for sure oh yeah um, love Dragonov. haven't seen too many of his matches but everything i have seen of him phenomenal you need to go see him versus walter if you well, haven't seen yeah him. that's those are the ones that i've seen those <laughs> yeah. are like literally the only ones i've seen yeah so good so good um and then jd mcdonough um i actually don't know who that guy didn't know who he was or call him lego head lego head <laughs> <laughs> i could see that yeah uh, uh, I was trying to remember his uh, the name before they changed. It. Yeah, they changed mm. his name too. I noticed. Yeah, mm. and uh, I, I'm just blanking so much. People are probably listening to this like, "What? How do it's, you not remember it's, that?" It's, it's, I know. Like, <laughs> I get. I'm, I'm blanking too, Earth. though. Pretty I'm funny. blanking too. But no, but yeah, that was a great match. Like you were talking about earlier, Brady. I mean, so many great spots, so many great moves and everything. A lot of great near falls and everything. Yeah. Um, but Braun Breaker, still your NXT champion, still keeping on. So I'm excited to see, you know, how much more he can build. Because like I said, he's growing on me. So I'm excited to see how much more he can go with it, um, how much better he can get. Yeah, I One love thing- Go ahead. One thing I uh, <laughs> liked about I will give Bron much uh, uh, props about that he never shies away from 
being a stoner and that he does I love that he does moves his moves that or his father and his um uncles and he definitely has the Steiner map down. So yes, Steiner map. Dude, so uh I feel like personally Steiner brothers are super underrated as a tag team. Um one of my favorite overall tag teams ever. Um I love Scott Steiner even when he was obviously steroids and you look at big I've always loved Scott Steiner from when he was a goofy heel from a badass heel to a good guy, like his stuff with, with test and Stacy Keebler, <laughs> like, <laughs> like stuff like that. Like I've always loved him. Um, I mean, I have one of my uh, favorite wrestling magazines ever was like from 2001 or 2002 with him on the cover. And I always remember thinking, I want to be that big. I want to be that. Big. <laughs> Whereas my mom's like, yeah, I don't think you're going to want to be that big. <laughs> That's so funny. But uh, I just always thought, I was like, this guy looks different. He looks amazing. And I, growing up, dude, I always did the That's kiss so my bicep, funny. bro. Um, I was actually a mascot for our football team, and I did a lot of the Steiner stuff, you know, the <laughs> taking the biceps and doing the push ups. That's and, cool. Like, um, and one thing I like about Braun Breaker is if you close your eyes, he sounds just like Scott Steiner. Like you almost wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Um, only difference is Broad Breaker can actually cut a pretty good promo. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, it, yeah, uh, Broad Breaker is definitely growing on me. I wish he would have kept his name. What was it? It was something Steiner, obviously, but I think um, it was Rick Steiner. Rick, or no, no, no. It was no. Uh, that's right. his dad. Uh, wait, I thought that's what he was gonna go by too. No, he he oh, uh wasn't Rick, it was uh something, Steiner. it was a very manly name. I yeah, mean, it was a very he actually wanted to change it, I know, just and because I... yeah. he didn't want to be uh think uh didn't want people to think he was living off of his family yeah. reputation. But when I, you see him and hear him, I was gonna say, you know, he's a Steiner. Yeah, it's obvious he's a Steiner from his looks to his sounds. The only thing that's different is, like I said, for one, his ability to cut promos, and two, um, how good he is now. Because he hasn't been growing up wrestling. I mean, he's done exactly. football and stuff. Like, he's just now starting, and how good he is just starting, he's going to be a big deal, bro, like yeah. for real. <clears throat> um, anything else anybody wants to add about that, the, the pay-per-view? awesome yeah it was a good pay-per-view um definitely recommend going watching it go everything we talked about on the list go and look it up um you know uh, and, and definitely message us comment um on our stuff and give us your two cents uh, about what you think uh, over each thing and what you think is going to happen yeah not to interrupt you but i You're got good. breaking news oh let's hear breaking news spoilers Bailey just won yeah. the women's championship. Bro, no, wait, no, that what? wasn't that wasn't for the championship. Yes, it was. No, the match on Raw right now. Yeah, no, that was a non-championship match. Oh, I thought it was. That's a okay. big deal. But, we need but, to figure but, this but, out. But, but that yeah. wasn't the that wasn't the news. I, I, was, I was literally watching it and was so zoned in, like just I know. minutes ago. The return of Nikki 
Cross. The sanity the version. Actual, dude, the actual. Dude, let's go. Version. What did I say? I don't know if it was during an editing session or a podcast, but I said that's who I miss. Yeah. Yep. Dude, let's she took go. out everybody, including yes. the ref. Yep. I Thank was literally you. waiting till we stopped recording to tell y'all. I was so hyped <laughs> to talk about it. Any breaking news you get live, let's hear it. Like, I am stoked <laughs> about so that, fun. bro. Oh, yeah. I thought that was for the championship. My bad. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure they they said it was a non. We're gonna match. find out. Like I think if like uh, Bailey won, then she got a title shot next. Or oh, something. a qualifying. Type yeah, it match? was like it was like yeah. If she won, I think she gets another chance. Are you sh- are you sure they're not I'm like, like celebrating it? Because I remember sure. them talking about a having a rematch. Was I'm it the like main event? Per- yeah, yeah, it was the main are, event. And you're sure it's not for the women's championship? That's a sure. Shoot, bro, that's that'd be a big deal if it is. Because I didn't, um, I I don't think that. Uh, I, I'm I'm about to make sure. Yeah. So yeah, y'all. While y'all are the, looking at the up, um the like card doesn't like the graphic. The match doesn't graphic doesn't it. say anything about oh, okay. Okay. thing or anything like that. So maybe not. It would be all over social right now if yeah, uh, it if probably would. Won, yeah. If it did, and I'm not seeing nothing on it. But that's I mean still I, I mean I would have been hyped. I'm excited <laughs> to see another <laughs> another match between them for sure. Yeah. Um I'm very happy about Nikki Cross, actual Definitely. Nikki Cross coming back. Um, even though it was her idea for the ASH thing, I hated it, hated every minute of it. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Um yeah. the superhero thing and and don't even want to get into it. I'm very happy to see that because <laughs> Nikki Cross. Um, anyways, yeah, that was a very fun episode. Um, uh, I definitely think we need to start going over the wrestling week like that. Uh, just having the list where we go down. I enjoyed doing yeah, it like for that. Sure. Yeah. Um, especially because I didn't know what was all on the list. So, <laughs> uh, all my reactions were blind. Um, but anyways, uh, yes, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for your support. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to give, uh, Clayton the floor and then bear to, uh, you know, see, say where you can find them. So Clayton, where can they find you? Cool. Uh, yeah, appreciate everyone listening. Um, and you know, like I said earlier, if you get a wrestling event or fan fest or anything like that, go check it out, go connect with some wrestling fans, go meet some cool wrestlers, old wrestlers, legends, anyone you can meet, talk to. It's a lot of fun. Um, but check me out on uh, Twitch, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Kuya Clay underscore Clayton. Um, you see some of those uh, fan fest videos and stuff. Yeah. Yes, sir. Bear, where can they find you? You can find me at a bear of a wrestling fan on Facebook and as always, I always want to give and will give uh, shout outs to you, the wrestling fans, for listening to us, supporting us. And please uh, go join us and become uh, follow us on the, the Wrestling Society page on facebook and leave a comment you know let me let us know what you like what you dislike you know this is new for us and we're just doing it because we love it and have fun and i I love to get comments and know what i'm doing that irritates you what you like that i do and again thank you and and always i will definitely 
the uh, appreciate the support. Thank you. Hundred percent. Yes, guys. Uh, um, just like Bear said, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Wrestling Society Society Podcast. Uh, let me repeat that at the Wrestling Society Podcast. There's everything okay on your yeah. end? <laughs> yeah, just had yeah. some stuff fall off your shelf. Yeah. Championships <laughs> trying to hit me, but that's okay. <laughs> Dang, bro, that ghost try to take you out during Halloween season, bro. <laughs> Didn't like my comments. That's <laughs> Make cool. sure John Cena ain't standing in right. your room. <laughs> Let's go. Um, anyways, yes, guys, follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at the Wrestling Society Podcast. Um, on Twitter is at the Wrestling SP. TikTok is at Wrestling Society Podcast. And now, officially, we are on YouTube. So follow us at the Wrestling Society Podcast on YouTube. That is going to be the main one. I'm telling you now because we are putting out a lot of video content. We'll continue to put out some great stuff, um, including our 2K promotion, which you do not want to miss out on. Um, uh, that's all going to be on YouTube. So make sure to stay tuned. Um, we have Clayton, uh, Clayton's wrestling club, which is a show where he's doing some fun stuff with uh, WWE 2k, uh, GM mode against bear and then bears wrestling, his, uh, bears, uh, professor wrestling bears, wrestling history class on, uh, YouTube as well, which is very exciting. He has an episode out, um, on the history of the U S championship and I've learned some stuff mm-hmm. and it's very exciting way to learn it too. Um, so make sure you t- uh, stay tuned to that if you want to have something visual to watch. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, y'all stay t- uh, tuned for all the cool stuff we have going on and coming up. And uh, until next time, y'all stay too sweet. Where do you think you're going? You are now exiting the world of wrestling. Stay too sweet and follow us on social media as well as share, like, and subscribe to the Wrestling Society podcast. We must now bid you adieu. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Bang.